You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And on today's show, lucky enough to be joined by John Kegley, one of the original hosts of the show to break down the first win of the season for the Chargers. Before we get started, we are three writers who got our start covering the Chargers for five seasons, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I write for the LA Football Network, and this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Well, guys, football is officially back, and the Chargers have had their first win of the season under Brandon Staley and the new coaching staff. So exciting to be here with you guys today. Special thank you to those who are checking out the show for the first time today, and all of our loyal fans for checking back in with us. To make sure you guys never miss a show, make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Lockdown Chargers podcast there. But on today's show, of course, we have to start with the giant win for the Chargers going west coast to east coast in Washington picking up a huge road win against a playoff team in a great defense. We'll start the show by talking about great performances from Justin Herbert, the offensive line, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen chipping in. We'll also talk about the defense coming through when it mattered most and making some big plays. And then in the second and third segments of the show, we're going to be getting into all of the biggest plays from the first and second half from Sunday's game. So much to get into, good and bad. It was a weird game, of course, because that's all the Chargers do. We're going to get into all of the biggest plays and break everything down for you guys. But before we get into that, I do need to tell you guys to make sure you're checking out Locked On NFL Sundays. Your Locked On hosts, Ross Jackson and Cody Work, are going to give you the best pregame show that you're looking for. Check out Locked On NFL Sunday show live every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. No sketches, no celebrity cameos, no fluff, just football. And make sure to follow Locked On Live on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And don't forget to turn on the notifications for when the show comes on. All right, guys, what's well, time to get into this game? And woof, what a game. Football season is back. The Chargers get their first win under Brandon Staley. I mean, if you guys haven't watched the post-game victory speech by Brandon Staley in that locker room giving out game balls, drop what you're doing. I will give you this one time to pause the podcast because that was electric, seeing what this team felt. After a 20-16 win over the Washington football team, so many crazy things happened in this game, but you have to start with the offense and Justin Herbert because Justin Herbert had an excellent game in this one. His stats aren't going to tell the full story. He was great. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams also both great. I mean, both guys making giant plays, picking up giant first downs, and both had a couple of drops. But overall, just a great day for the offense outside of a couple weird plays and getting shut down in the red zone. But you have to start with Justin Herbert, David, picking up where he left off. So many concerns about how he would fit in this offense. How are him and Joe Lombardi going to get along? So much talk, and yet he comes out here, throws for 337 yards. Should have had at least one more touchdown pass and a few more completions because of all the drops. But what an impressive start for number 10. You could say that again. Justin Herbert was absolutely incredible in this game, and he was spreading the ball around all over the yard. He completed passes to eight different Chargers receivers in this game. Keenan Allen was electric. Mike Williams had one of his most complete games, uh, was a focal point of the offensive game plan. Justin Herbert was fantastic in this game, and when it really mattered, he was at his best. He was 13 of 16 on third down for 160 yards, 11 first downs, and a touchdown. Justin Herbert was money in his first game of the season. 
Absolutely, and we'll get into, you know, how things went down the stretch for him. I mean, his last drive was absolutely ridiculous. Brandon Staley said it was cash money. I, you know, tend to agree with that statement because he made big throw after big throw after throwing a bad interception, comes back to, you know, ice the game, gets the go-ahead touchdown to Mike Williams. So much good stuff there. But one of the things that was the most apparent thing for the Chargers that did, that was different than the 2020 season was the offensive line. And Brian Bulaga did go out of this game. Storm Norton had to step in for him and had, you know, one big miss on Montez Sweat that led to a big play. But Rashawn Slater was great, John. The interior of the offensive line was great. The running game didn't quite come together against a very talented front. But in pass protection, these guys blocked their asses off. And that was one of the biggest things where you watch that game and you're like, this is a different team. This offensive line is different. And look what Herbert's able to do. It was night and day between the Mike McCoy, Anthony Lynn era, and this game. You can definitely tell Herbert actually had time to stand around, move his feet, look around the field, and make a throw, make a read. It was night and day. Even Chase Young could not get in to get Herbert when he was with Rayshon Slater, so he decided to go to the other side of the field and try the other side with Brian Belaga and Storm Norton (laughs) and those guys. It was amazing just how different this team was. and. You could just see the game plan as well was just completely different with this team. You could see the quick passes. You actually saw players getting put in position that they have strengths in, like Mike Williams going short and boxing out someone to catch a, sh- a short route, making plays, making catches with traffic on him. Really, like he's not wide open, he's not making separation, but he can box someone out and make that grab. Even Jalen Guyton, who is usually your deep that you send 50 yards down the field, was just get told to grab a ball short and run in space. Like they used the guys ways that you haven't seen before and it worked really well. Yeah, I mean there was so many differences here. I mean, especially the 14 of 19 on third downs and one of those was a QB kneel to win the game. I mean, totally different looking team. I also loved that stability in the middle of the offensive line. Corey Corey Lindsley definitely is as advertised yep. and you didn't see all that interior pressure. He was a very strong presence. And I think that really helped this offensive line in this game. Well, in the communication, you didn't see any free blitzers just taking Justin Herbert's head off. I mean, they had almost everything covered up from that standpoint. And I just thought that we needed to see it from this offensive line and they absolutely came through. And I thought Odea Bushi as a guy who kind of took a little bit of heat played pretty well too. And outside of one bad play by Storm Norton, Thought that was even a really impressive game for Storm Norton having to come in. He gets a shout-out from Brandon Staley after the game. But we have to talk about the defense, too, guys, because they did give up a few bad runs against the Washington football team, and Antonio Gibson is a good runner. But overall, I mean, this defense played well in this game. The offense gave the ball back in some bad positions and didn't really come through sometimes, and that hurt the Chargers' defense at times. But for the most part, when they needed plays, especially towards the end of the game, I mean, they give up a touchdown coming into the second half, David. And then how do they adjust? I mean, they just don't give up another point the rest of the game. They start coming through. Asante Samuel Jr. gets the big hit that leads to the Kazir White force fumble. Before that, he had the big hit for a tackle for loss coming up defensively to make a big play, forcing a missed field goal from the Washington football team. And then you have guys like Joey Bosa getting a sack. Chenin Wosu coming in and crunching Ryan Fitzpatrick. I felt bad for him. He had to leave the game, obviously, but they were making big plays, especially at the end, to get the ball back to your offense 
was absolutely huge. The defense deserves a lot of props for this game as well. Absolutely. I mean, they only gave up one touchdown this entire game. Three field goals and one touchdown, and that was it. And I saw some people on Twitter commenting about how the defense didn't play that well. They only gave up one touchdown. That's really, really good. They were getting some pretty good pressure. They only got there once, so, I mean, they didn't get as many sacks as they probably want to, and they didn't turn the ball over as much as they wanted to, but they did it when it mattered. They made the big plays. When Justin Herbert throws an interception, the defense gives the ball right back to the offense. Those are the type of plays that winning teams do. And this defense definitely looks faster. Derwin James is back healthy. He was all over the football field. Kenneth Murray was racking up the tackles. I mean, this defense is much different, and it looks a lot better to me. So the defense did what they needed to do in this game to give the Chargers the best chance to go out there and win, and they did. And you got to remember, too, just like on offense, you use that quick passing game and you putting guys in a good position to make the offensive line better. You used a lot of good blitz and a lot of good scheme to make your DBs better in this game. When you had Gus Bradley, you were just four-man rush and the DBs were having a hard time. You helped your DBs out with schemes, design blitzes, even helping Derwin James rush the QB. It helped a lot for the those DBs today. Well, and yeah, you could tell they made a conscious decision, the Chargers defense. You can... Trying to beat us by getting four and five yard runs at a time. But at some point, somebody's going to make a play for a tackle for loss. You're going to have to try to open up. And when you do, we're going to make you pay for it, right? And they kept coming through in those moments. They only gave up two passes of more than 17 yards. That's pretty ridiculous. And one of those was one of the most miraculous receptions by Terry McLaurin that I've ever seen with the ball going through Nazir Adderley's hands. So, And they were money on third down, too. The Chargers defense only gave up 30% conversion on third down. So when it really mattered and they needed to stop, the Chargers defense came through more often than not. Absolutely. And when things did get bad, they made Washington settle for field goals. They pushed him back, made him miss a field goal because they had to send him out there after a nice open field tackle. And even though they only recovered one fumble, they forced three of them, right? Almost four with the Uchen and Wosu play on Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, like, That was very apparent as well. The Chargers were hunting the football. They poked it out a few times. Have to have some better awareness on some of those plays to jump on it. But a super, super solid performance. A couple of guys had rough starts in their first game. But for the most part, I thought it was a really impressive performance. You could tell the difference between Brandon Staley and Gus Bradley. But we do have the rest of the big plays that happened in this game to get into. And we'll be getting into the immaculate first drive for the Chargers to start their season. But a poor ending to the first half coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about RunYourPool.com. Thank you for everyone who's been joining our RunYourPool.com account. I have some work to make up in that league after my picks because the NFL was so crazy in week one. But RunYourPool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool of family, friends, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Confidence Pools, and more. RunYourPool hosts format NFL and college football with one week, full season, playoffs, or even just the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. I really like doing that, and of course, they're putting up a free Chargers jersey for the winner of our pool. I know John Kegley's gotten his eyes on it, and I don't think he's giving it away if he wins it, to be honest. But make sure you guys check him out today, and you can get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on, or use the promo code locked on at checkout anywhere, everywhere in the world. Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete, so make sure you guys check it out at runyourpool.com slash locked on. All right, guys, well, it's time to get into this game recap. And I know we're not going to bore you with all the small details, but there were a lot of really big plays in this game that we need to get into. And we have to start with the Chargers 
uh, getting the opening kickoff and letting the offense start this game, John, because that was one of the things is we never really got to see this offense during the preseason, right? Rashawn Slater played a handful of snaps. Matt Filer, Odea Bushi played a handful. Corey Lindsley didn't play any snaps in the preseason. Neither did Brian Bulaga. So, like, we really didn't know what this offense was going to look like. We only knew that they tried to cram it in in one offseason. And from everything we heard, they said it was going well. Well, what did they do? They come out looking like the more prepared team. They go down on their first drive. It was immaculate. I mean, they go right down the field. Only faced one third down. Keenan Allen converted on that third down. And it ends up with Austin Eckler getting a three-yard touchdown. And just like that, after never seeing this Joe Lombardi offense with the Chargers, it's already scored seven points on their first drive. And it was a multiple play down the field, growing down the clock, wear down the defense kind of offense as well. They weren't trying to pick up the big play all at once, and they also weren't trying to be conservative and just run it up the middle. They threw the ball all over the place to different guys, spread it around, found the open hole, and slowly moved down the field, set up easy third and second down conversions. It was the offense we've all been talking about really on this show the past few years that we've been asking for, and it shows that it works. And in this game, you had multiple drives that were 10 or 18 play drives, and they led to scores, they led to time coming off the clock, led to your defense being rested. It's, it already makes me excited just from the first drive alone. Yeah, it was a great start, and you could just tell that this team was well prepared, and that even though you had some first drive touchdowns for the Chargers in the past, I mean, we saw it with Justin Herbert last year, the first time he stepped on an NFL field right against the Kansas City Chiefs, it just seemed different. Like everything was complimenting each other and they just went right down, had some nice runs. Larry Roundtree got involved, had some nice receptions, nice conversions like the one from Keenan Allen. And most importantly, you finish it with a touchdown. And then next drive, Washington comes out and goes three and out. The Chargers follow suit. And then the Washington football team gets on the board after a 27-yard run by Antonio Gibson. Set up a field goal to make it 7-3. to three. The Chargers can't come back again on the next series and go four plays, 15 yards, and a punt. Washington then ends up getting a pass interference call on Asante Samuel Jr. On the next drive, they gave him a 35-yard advantage. That was pretty rough because Asante Samuel Jr. definitely interfered, right? Brandon Staley, after the game, said that he should have had help over the top from Nazir Adderley, and Derwin James kind of tried to overcompensate there, but not all Asante's fault, but you liked the way that he ended up bouncing back. Joey Bosa also sacked and stripped Ryan Fitzpatrick on that drive, but they ended up recovering it. That made it 7-6 to six after the field goal. And the Chargers bounce back on their next play. David, they go 10 plays, 76 yards, and get a field goal. This was one of those plays, and we'll talk about some of them during this game, where the Chargers have a nice drive, get into the red zone, and then they end up not being able to finish there. On third and four, Keenan Allen ends up dropping a pass that would have potentially been a touchdown, easily have been a first down, right? And they probably would have gotten a touchdown eventually. That was something that definitely haunted them throughout the day, but another good drive. Chargers end up going up 10-6. to Yeah, that was such an uncharacteristic drop by Keenan Allen because that ball, it was an out route, and Justin Herbert really hits Keenan Allen directly in his hands, and it goes through his hands for a drop. That's just not something that you see from Keenan Allen. It's very... Uh, abnormal and I don't suspect that you're going to see that very much going forward but that definitely was a drive killer and uh, 
like I said, there really wasn't any excuse for that one. He should have caught that, uh, and that very well could have. Not, I mean, it might not have been a touchdown, but it could have set up a touchdown. Uh, but instead, they get the field goal. At least the Chargers hit the field goal, and they make sure and they get points. Unlike last year, where they missed several field goals and ended these type of drives with no points. At least they get the points, so that's a positive. Yeah, and I mean, Viscaino gets to kind of kick a chip shot 33-yard field goal to get his Chargers official career started. That was nice to see. Nothing crazy. The next drive was important, though, for Washington because Uchenin Wosu ends up coming in free pretty much. I mean, used a nasty move on Charles Leno Jr. to get in and absolutely crush Ryan Fitzpatrick. That made Fitzpatrick have to leave the game, which is obviously he's the guy the Chargers scouted and prepared for all of that stuff. And Taylor Heineke comes in. Doesn't do anything for him on that drive, but that would be a storyline to come for this game because the Chargers on their next drive, John, go again. I mean, 18 plays, 65 yards, and have to settle for a field goal. This time, it was a nice drive. They can't end up finishing the touchdown, have to settle for that 27-yard Vizcaino field goal. And then you wanted to see the Chargers defense get out of the half without having to give up points. That ended up getting nuked because Joey Bosa gets a pretty soft roughing the passer call called against him, which ends up setting up a field goal to make it 13-9. Could have felt a lot better. I mean, obviously, that's a dumb play by Bosa, even if I don't agree that it's a penalty. Still a dumb play. They should have gone off the field and not allowed any points. So it was one of those things where you saw some shades of old chargers, but you still end up leading 13-9 at halftime. Yeah, you do start seeing old shades of chargers where Washington is probably just going to run the ball, maybe complete a pass or something, and Whatever happens, they're just going to run out the clock, run out, go to halftime. But you get that penalty, and now you're just like, oh, we're in better position. Let's actually go for this field goal. It changes the whole mood of the drive for Washington. But at the same time, you basically took a lot of time off the clock with your 18-play drive. I mean, it's really the only chance they had was a field goal because your offense basically bailed you out by running all the clock out, and they only had 45 seconds to work with, and your defense was rested to make that stop. It, it shows that this new game plan and scheme is really helping each side of the ball out every single time. Yeah, and it just wasn't the way you'd like to see the half end, but it's still ticky-tack, obviously something that they can work on going forward, but you do like them getting the points right before halftime. But after that, the game started to fall apart a little bit for the Chargers. It looked like things were not going to go their way. Washington ended up making some big plays, and we'll get into their comeback and taking the lead, and then the Chargers eventually coming back to win the game, coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you guys about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. I also need to tell you guys that if you haven't gotten on the Built Bar bandwagon so far, I feel bad for you because Built Bars are the best protein bars out there. And I've been telling you guys for a while, this is a protein bar that you're going to find that fits into your diet, has packed with protein, but also tastes great, which is the most important part to me. I love that and also the variety because they're all 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew. And you can pick from flavors like cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, 
coconut almond, and many more. And you can have that cheap meal. It feels like you should be guilty, but you don't have to because most of the bars have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only about 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. And right now, we can even save you guys some money. If you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, well, we got to talk about some of the biggest plays from the first half, but things really didn't start getting crazy in this game until the second half when we started seeing some typical Chargers weirdness, right? I think you can only say that if you're a Chargers fan or you cover the Chargers. Like, there's certain things that only feel like they happen to the Chargers. And the second half got off to a rough start, and the Chargers would have to face their first adversity of the season, David, because coming out of halftime, Washington football team goes 10 plays 81 yards and gets a touchdown to make the score 16 to 13 and take the lead for the first time in this game. I mean, I couldn't believe that. I believe the way that it happened. I mean, that was the crazy part because first, the Chargers can't jump on a fumble. Antonio Gibson fumbles. Chargers aren't really aware of it and it's on the sideline. Ends up falling kind of carelessly. Then, After that, I mean, Taylor Heineke just throws an absolute prayer ball down the sideline. And the thing was a rainbow, and it ends up coming down through Nazir Adderley's hands and ends up finding Terry McLaurin on the bottom of, you know, a catch that just took so much concentration. It was crazy. I don't know how it was completed, but it was really the first giant play we had seen from the football team, especially in the passing game during the game. And then they end up going in one-on-one in the end zone. Logan Thomas beats Nazir Adderley to get a touchdown. The Chargers did so much good in the first half, David, and it seemed like it all unraveled so quickly to start the second half, leading the entire game. And now just like that, you're down 16-13. to 13. Yeah, that was a really bad series or sequence there for Nazir Adderley. At first, he doesn't get his hands on the intercep- interception inexplicably. I mean, I don't understand how if you go back and watch that play, and I've watched it probably six or seven times, how that ball passes through his hands <laughs> while he's jumping through the air and he's seemingly in perfect position to get the interception and then see it go through his hands and into Terry McLaurin's at the bottom right next to the sideline for a completed catch. Now, it wouldn't have mattered because it was an illegal contact penalty uh, anyway, so the interception would have been moot. But you still want to see him get his hands on that ball. And then it seemed like that carried over into the next play because they find Nazir Adderley and target him again on one-on-one coverage in the end zone. They hit Logan Thomas for the touchdown. And after that, you're like, oh, man, there goes all the momentum. It definitely seemed like things were swinging in the other direction. Well, and this was the super frustrating part about this game because the Chargers end up really responding well on their next drive. John, you talked about... Jared Cook became a factor on that next drive. He gets two receptions on the drive for 33 yards. And this was a half they were starting without Brian Bulaga. And the O-line depth that we were concerned about was rearing its ugly head. And Storm Norton had to come in the game to fill in like Brandon Staley told us he would. That ends up reaching the ultimate breaking point in the red zone. Chargers get in easily. But after Montez Sweat beats Storm Norton quickly off the snap, Storm Norton ends up causing a fumble which ends up going through the end zone, which might sound weird because how can a fumble end up going that way through the end zone? It wasn't a fumble. On the replay, John, you could clearly see that the ball for a couple of frames started going forward. That's why it ended up being propelled so quickly through the end zone. But just like that, you have a great drive. You're about to capitalize and get some of that momentum back. And then a freak play happens. A bad call happens by the referee. 
And just like that, all the momentum's gone. Yeah, you had a good drive going. You had Jared Cook leading the way with two third down conversions to keep that drive alive. You have another double-digit drive with 12 plays. You're taking time off the clock, running down the defense. You're close to scoring. And then what is obviously an incomplete pass, even the rules analyst comes on and says, says it's an obvious incomplete pass. He doesn't know how they called it that way. Ruins the drive for you. Even the rules expert came out and said that it was an incomplete pass. He doesn't know how the referees called it that way, but somehow an incomplete pass becomes a fumble and it kills your drive. And you're sitting there going, here's another one of those charger moments. It's not even the chargers fault that it happens right. to Ed Hockley play in 2008 where you're, you can't even blame the Chargers where they made a great play in that game and the referee screwed you. It's the same thing right now. You're just like, oh, here we go, another Charger type of game. And that's exactly what it felt like. It felt like so many games we had seen last season where the Chargers blew so many games. I mean, four consecutive 16-point leads blown for the Chargers in 2020, and they blew a game late in game one of the Brand Staley era, and that's when you had to see how they were going to respond because it was a terrible call. And the Chargers lost, you know, what should have been at least three points on that drive. End up giving it back to the Washington football team. And you knew going into the fourth quarter that this one was going to be tough and the Chargers were going to have to persevere and make something happen. And it started with Asante Samuel Jr. on third and 10. Samuel Jr. ends up forcing a 51-yard field goal attempt because he ended up dropping the receiver for a two-yard loss. Dustin Hopkins ends up missing the 51-yard field goal. And that's when you felt like the momentum was coming back a little bit in the Chargers' favor. Huge play. Absolutely love seeing a cornerback come up like that. He got downhill so quick, he made the tackle, almost forced a fumble on it. But if you give up eight yards right there, maybe they go for it, right? He made such a big play right there, forces the missed field goal, and then with the Chargers having that momentum, they come down the field. They were driving the football all day. I mean, they moved the ball well so often on Sunday and, you know, 14 of 18 on third down conversions, obviously. And then you have the bad interception by Justin Herbert. This one in the red zone was targeting Steven Anderson, didn't see the corner kind of coming back into his zone where he was throwing it, makes a bad throw. And I mean, there's no excuse to there. Bad throw. Justin Herbert fits some crazy balls into incredibly tight windows. This one got away from him. It was a bad decision. But the defense would come through because on the next play, David, the Chargers end up getting a fumble from Kazir White who forces it. But again, it's Asante Samuel Jr. coming up, making a big hit on Antonio Gibson, who was breaking tackles, you know, all day. He ends up getting a big hit. Kazir White gets the fumble. Kenneth Murray jumps on, jumps on top of it. And then Mike Williams on third and goal catches the fade route. He gets that one-on-one -on -one ball that the Chargers needed in the red zone. It's hard to even call it a fade because it was really just like a laser beam back shoulder pass against rookie Benjamin St. Juiced. Such a big play, and just like that, all the momentum was back on the Chargers' side, but obviously there was still some work to do. Definitely work to do, but, I mean, what an incredible sequence there, Daniel. I mean, you just don't expect Huge. that to happen for the Chargers. Justin Herbert makes a bad read, throws a bad interception, and then you're thinking, oh, man, here we go again. They're about to score, and then they just give the ball away. But the defense says, hey, I got your back. And they go out there and they get the ball right back to the offense. And three plays after that, Justin Herbert throws an absolute missile to the back shoulder for Mike Williams. And Mike Williams holds on to it for a massive go-ahead touchdown. And that's exactly what the Chargers are looking for. They're looking for that complimentary type of football. When your offense falters, your defense has your back, 
brings you back up, and then the offense comes through again. That's what the Chargers want to do. That's how they want to play football. Huge, huge sequence to give the Chargers the lead. When Justin Herbert, after throwing an interception, you know, and not as tight of even a window, has the guts to go back, throw another just dime to Mike Williams for the go-ahead touchdown, only a few plays after that giant mistake. So I thought that showed huge resiliency, but the Chargers defense came through too because they took advantage of a Washington penalty on the next drive, and they ended up corralling a scrambling Taylor Heineke on a play, you know, sometimes we'd see other teams pick up long third downs from a scrambling quarterback, but Joey Bosa comes up to make the play. Derwin James is involved in the play. The Chargers force Washington to punt, which was a terrible idea because John, the Chargers did what we wanted him to do for so long, finish the game with the offense on the field. They had six minutes and 42 seconds left when the Chargers got the ball. It ended in their hands in victory formation, and this is how it went. Because it's not just that they did it, it was how impressive it was. They were aggressive. On third and 16, right up against their own goal line, they go for it. They find Keenan Allen on a 17-yard pass to pick up a first down. I mean, easily, you could have ran the ball. The commentators were saying, run the ball, screen pass, run the clock. Nope. We have trust. Joe Lombardi goes for it. Brandon Staley's influence. They go for it. They get the big play. And that was only one because he had also had a nice third down throw to KJ Hill to pick up 19 yards. Another third down came where Mike Williams wasn't even open and Justin Herbert just drills another back shoulder throw, gets a big first down. And then the play of the game, third down where the other team doesn't even really have any timeouts left. You can run a lot of the clock, but you'd have to give the ball back or just go for a field goal to put you up seven. Instead, they let Keenan Allen, their best offensive player outside of Justin Herbert, run an option route and they trust Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen to get the job done to win the game. John, that was so refreshing. Those four throws from Herbert in the fourth quarter, it might not be, you know, a walk-off touchdown, but I was so impressed by the way he orchestrated that drive and the play calling on that drive to get the win for the Chargers. Absolutely. Herbert took over that game and just delivered some money throws under pressure. It was absolutely clutch, as was Keenan Allen. Even the very last third down conversion to seal the game to Keenan Allen, you can just see the Washington defenders look like they're in man, and then they just stop in their zone, and Keenan Allen just starts like little side shuffling his feet just to scoot into that zone just enough to pick it up. Like That's a very high IQ play by Keenan Allen and by Justin Herbert to read that and make that play. That just shows how Brandon Staley's way of teaching these players and enforcing his game plan is really making these players' IQs way higher, making smarter plays, and making your offense a lot more aggressive too. Like as you said, the announcers were saying you should you just run it here and punt it. Nah, if they went aggressive and went for it, there's no Anthony Lynn and Mike McCoy on this team. You went for the first down. And Herbert was masterful on that last drive. He converted four third down conversions to three different receivers. It was just a master class on how to put a game away. It was absolutely huge. And it's just crazy to think back to last year where you squeak out a win on a missed field goal by Randy Bullock in the Cincinnati Bengals with Tyrod Taylor as the Chargers starting quarterback. And like how much different this win feels than that win. This win felt so different because Brandon Staley and company did what they said they were going to do. They played smart. They were much better on special teams, even though they gave up, you know, one big punt return. Had a couple of moments that weren't great. Didn't give up the giant play on special teams. The offensive line was much better. They threw the ball down the field and got big chunk yardage. And they stayed aggressive. And they said they would. And it's easy to say that. But when you're a first-time head coach going for your first win, 
there's not more pressure than you could feel on Sunday, like Brandon Staley and Joe Lombardi and all those guys. They first Chargers it. coach to win his debut since Norv Turner in 2007. And then we'll hope this one has a much better result. But it just felt like during that win on Sunday, it was the first of many. Like it just felt like a complete culture change to go on the road and do this against a very good defense and knowing how much, especially offensively, that you left on the table. Like you went and took it away defensively. You went and took that game on defense and got the ball back. On offense, you took their will away. You ran through the ball down their throat. They couldn't stop you. And when everyone knew Keenan Allen was probably going to get the ball, he ended up making the play. And as Brandon Staley said, that's how you know how you have a premium player. So, like, just such a good game all around. And the 20-16 to score isn't going to impress a lot of people. I saw so many impressive things in this game and so many differences from the regime in 2020. And just like that, the Chargers have their first win of the season. And they're going to need it going up against a good Cowboy offense next week. So, I mean, so much to talk about this week, and I'm so glad that we get to talk about a huge W for the Chargers. And tomorrow, we could potentially have Larry Roundtree on the show. Going to try to get him on as a guest tomorrow after coming in and having some big runs in his first ever game in the NFL. If not, and even if we do have him, we probably get into some what went right and what went wrong as well because there were, you know, red zone struggles. Some things of the defensive interior giving up some big running plays. There were some bad, but so much more good that we didn't get to get into on today's show as well. We thank you guys so much for listening, but we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, make sure to go follow us wherever you get your podcasts from. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the new Odyssey app, Spotify. You can find us at all of those places and make sure to review on your platform if it lets you. If you guys want to get your voicemails on the show and your reactions, we have a couple, but you can call into 323-524-7924 and get your voice on the show and give your thoughts on that game on Sunday. And also make sure you never miss the show and to keep interacting with us, you can follow me on Twitter at DanTalkSports. You can follow David on Twitter at DroTalkSDA. And you can also find John's Twitter at BiggestChargerFan and our show's page at LockedOnLAC where we'll be continuing to break down the game on Sunday as well. You can also find our new LockedOnChargers Instagram page and our LockedOnChargers Facebook page too. But what a win by the Chargers on Sunday. 1-0 for the season. Brandon Staley gets that huge first W, and we'll back here to talk about more with you tomorrow. Until then, take it easy, and go Bolts.